This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. You found the Playmakers. Only on 1140 The Bet, Las Vegas. There is a steady stream of bodies going directly to the penalty box. Golden Knights, New Jersey Devils underway in the first period. Lindsey Brown is the voice you hear now. Ross Mahoney is the voice you will hear at some point during the segment, but I tend to go <laughs> a little bit long in the wind when it comes to the, the hockey segments, and uh, we're just kind of conversating you're, as this goes on live but you're the hockey expert and i'm i'm still uh very green when it comes to my knowledge of hockey i do love it i love watching it but i'm still very green it's just not off to a great start so far for the it's all good the, the the best way to learn about what's going on is is through osmosis is just hanging out with the hockey talkers and sometimes that means you don't talk you just listen i used to do that all the time after my my training sessions at, at stauber's goal crease back in minnesota it was one of the first goalie specific training facilities uh, really anywhere, uh, but has now uh, been a flagship for, for many others and produced goalies much better than I ever turned out. But Golden Knights uh, are down one to nothing, about uh, 10 minutes left in that first period, five on three opportunity right now, about 27 seconds left. And uh, they've had the puck escape the zone off the face off a couple of times. So it just shows you how in sync we are with our with our game to start here. But that's why you want to want to get on the scoreboard first or at least uh, prevent the other team from doing so as long as possible because as soon as that first mark is made, whatever side that you're on, it's not about settling in anymore, right? It's about mm-hmm. either catching up or maintaining. And so uh, while the the New Jersey Devils are definitely operating with more youth, probably more uh, pep to their step uh, in terms of what they have at their disposal legs-wise, but the, the Golden Knights who – I think yesterday we were talking about five power play goals in the last three games yeah. and eight in their last nine. Uh, to continue that type of clip would be fantastic, but at some point you have to regress back to the mean, and there will be a game in which Max Pacioretty doesn't score, and we just hope that it's not today. I think that by me sitting in here and watching mm-hmm. hockey with you and learning from from you about hockey, mm-hmm. I think that, as you said by osmosis, at some point when I start talking hockey with other people, I'm going to – Sound like you. I'm going to absorb the exactly. Minnesota accent. Are you saying the accent's coming out right now? I it mean, does it, come it, out it a does little come bit. out a little bit. You should say, when I come back from uh, our, our our break here at the end of the year in a couple of weeks, it will be worse because every time I go <laughs> home and uh, or, or it comes out when I talk hockey the most. And so I'll be in the soup, talking about the soup and, and writing on one of the alphabets myself. But just, uh, well, let's do a little history lesson here, uh, Ross. You, you see the lines that are right b- behind the, the goalie there yeah. uh, where it kind of looks like a trapezoid behind the net. Mm-hmm. So about 10, 15 years ago, that didn't exist back there. 
And the only reason it does is because a goaltender that is no longer in that New Jersey Devils sweater but is probably most synonymous with it, Martin Brodeur, was so good at puck handling that the league literally implemented a rule because of him. You're very familiar with this with the Tom Brady rule. Like you just yeah. when you're that good at something or you mean that much to a product, sometimes you, you get have to perks. level the play. The, you sometimes you get play. perks, and sometimes the the perks are being given to everybody else because you are too good. And Marty was was a a, a guy that the game was very different. Goalies were a lot more uh, involved with puck handling, and you're seeing a little bit more of a of a return to that as of late. As the Golden Knights are doing the same thing in terms of scoring, uh, Mac Black. Dylan Coughlin just gets inserted into the lineup last minute. Oh, who cares? I'm going to score a goal. Hopefully he gets another three. That's what he did last year. He had, a, it up. he had a hat trick in the third period uh, when they played Minnesota last year, and they ended up losing that game. It was like 5-4. to four. It was like, how would you feel if one of your first games ever, your first goal, you score your first goal ever as a, uh, as a player in the NHL, you score two more on the road, and mm-hmm. you lose. <laughs> the worst. But they got off to a bad start. I think they pulled flower after the first period and then, then tried to – fight their way back in, but ultimately fell short. Uh, but Marty Brodeur was a, a guy that just did that better than everyone else. And when you have a goaltender that acts basically as a third defenseman where you can draw four checkers to you saying, please come closer, please come closer, because I know where to exactly put this puck and I'll break it up out the boards and we're going to have an odd person rush going down the other way. Or just even the 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 skill set of just stopping the puck behind the net as it's getting rung around in a in a when a when a team dumps it in because you you want to beat you know your opposition to that puck yeah and so if you have that ability to stop it and have a fixed point where it's the most protected point on the ice plus you're making the other team who's forechecking go all the way down to the furthest depths that they that you can on the ice it's usually going to work out better for you but even that just that small little thing. You can very easily get caught up in the net as you're going around it or or just the puck bounces up over your stick or it's on a roll. Like there's so many uh, goalie kerfuffles. And a lot of times people who are don't have the trained eye to really decipher, well, is that a goal that they should have given up because they just see the goalie outside of the blue paint? You're not supposed to be there. It's not always the case. Um, and ultimately, even if people do make mistakes – rectifying them and making them deviate away from that thought process probably isn't a great thing because then you're making them move away from what they are unless it was you know a behavior or something that they were kind of reacting to it they were Mm -hmm. in panicked state of mind or something but that's exactly what what marty used to do behind there and so when that nhl lockout around 05 06 um when scoring was really low uh, it was a lot of neutral zone trap that was uh really Born in the New Jersey Devil organization when Jacques Lemaire was the head coach there for years. He was there uh, through all the cup years with Marty Brodeur. I think they won three of them. Uh, but with that, it was all about defense first, keeping people to the outside because we want to keep goal scoring low because we can win that way. Um, but it obviously didn't make for the best product on the ice. So they'd try to make all these little changes, uh, including the trapezoid behind the net. So now if you're a goalie and you play it and you play the puck anywhere outside of that trapezoid behind the behind the goal line, penalty. It's funny how sometimes work stoppages when it comes to sports, whether it's a lockout mm-hmm. or a, a strike, you know, it could also, you know, in some way bring forth a better pro- product. Yeah. You know, because that, that's a result of... We're of, not fighting of, for no reason, sure. right? Sure. Well, like also, you know, the, the strike happened in Major League Baseball in what, 90, 97? Seven. 97. Yeah, seven sounds and right. And then the next season, you know, there's a lot of people that are like, I'm, I'm done with baseball over right. it. And then and we had Mark McGuire Mark and Sammy McGuire, Sosa. Mark McGuire, Sammy Sosa, mm-hmm. even... 
Griffey was part of that for yeah, a while. Uh, we forget about Griffey because yeah. he fell off the fell off the the race a little bit in early August. How dare he, Ken Griffey Jr.? But yeah, you're you're absolutely right. And there's overcorrections and and out of that lockout, we also got the shootout, which mostly sucks now. Mm-hmm. People were really pumped about that, but we've moved away from. Uh, that as much in favor of the the 3v3 overtime, which now some people are saying, well, now that people are taking it out of the offensive zone and resetting and then allowing their lines to change instead of just skating around and probably take or turning the puck over and getting scored on, now people are saying it's not exciting anymore. I'm like, no, people learn the lessons on, on how to best uh, equip themselves to win this particular moment and how to defend it. And sometimes that means you have unintended consequences and, and things aren't as flashy bang bang as you want them to be. But ultimately, it is better than what it has to be. And now that I think about it, that uh, Marty Brodeur, um that rule is made because of him in a devil's uniform. And then the other lockout, I mean, it wasn't all because of the devils, but it was pretty much because of the devils. Because yeah. The contract that they tried to sign or that they signed Ilya Kovalchuk to um, just over a decade ago, it was like they were hiding money and backloading it, like very NFL steely, uh, just trying to find these little pockets of money to make sure we stay under the cap. But in the NHL, the contracts are fully guaranteed. And so they were trying to circumnavigate the cap. And so that paired with the deals that the Minnesota Wild signed Zach Parisi away from the New Jersey Devils, uh, along with Ryan Suter, similar type of construction and, and thought processes. Both of those uh, just playgrounds that those GMs were allowed to make those contracts in were closed down going mm-hmm. forward because it it was, again, circumnavigating the cap. It was the, the Devils were fined a ton of money for the Kovalchuk thing. They were uh, deducted draft picks and everything. So technically, the Devils have caused at least the last couple big time lockdowns for our lockouts for the NHL. And so what a legacy to, to lead for them uh, other than the three cups, because Marty Brodeur and Patrick Waugh were my two names that I grew up worshiping, like as, as a young net minder. And I always wanted to have Patrick Waugh's fire and competitiveness and just overall next save, next save, don't care. Um, That ego definitely has its drawbacks too, but then Marty was so fluid. He just kind of, found ways to stop pucks by any means and goaltending is an art form more than it is a position Rossi and so there's a lot of coaches and especially these days because we just have so much data we have so many things that we can track that we can really start developing kids as they as they grow up and make cookie cutter goaltenders essentially Mm -hmm. where they all kind of look the same they all kind of make saves the same way if it's going to your glove your glove is here and you go out and you catch it this way or if it's a stick save and then the rebound goes into the corner you go t push into the post set and then hinge out and that can be helpful for some people that don't have as much awareness in their body or don't necessarily think the game at that at a deep level where they just kind of need to be told where to go and then their body will learn how to do it and then you just rely on muscle memory. But I was always one of the goaltenders that wanted to go a little bit more of a smooth jazz route. I just wanted to battle. I wanted to compete. I always got in trouble in college practices uh, with Coach Matthews because I loved spitting rebounds back out because I just wanted to keep playing. <laughs> yeah. It wasn't, in my mind, the most important, pertinent thing as a goaltender wasn't to smother it and cover it up which it really that's what it should be it was to keep battling and it was just to keep uh staying in that soup until the the stoppage came to me rather than me forcing the stoppage on the actual play and and marty you would just see him make saves in the manner that would never be taught by anybody 
or he wouldn't even know how, how recall what he did because he was just like, I just figured out how to do it. He was a guy that would drink sprites in between um, periods in the mm-hmm. locker room. You know, nowadays we're like, we got our Gatorade chewing and our our, our protein shakes and our, our Luna bars. And, and I mean, back in the day, you were, they were smoking darts and drinking sprites and other things. And yeah. so it was just. He was the rink rat goalie that I think a lot of people probably liken Jack Campbell to these days, who was the netminder for the Toronto Maple Leafs, where he's just very unconventional, very athletic, floppy, and sometimes you can get him spun around, and all of a sudden there's holes that normally wouldn't be there and otherwise. But sometimes, more times than the cookie-cutter goalies, they'll come up with a save that they have no business making, that they're out of position for, and it might be the save that saves the game, or the playoff series, or what have you. And so I would much rather have a goalie that can work with fluidity than work through through rigidity. I have a question about, you know, coming up and being a hockey fan and, and growing up and, mm-hmm. and playing goalie. Is goalie a desirable position for kids, or is it is it one of those things with, for the, with for hockey? The, for a certain type well, of kid, yes. Yeah, because <laughs> you would think that yeah. uh, if, if you're the more athletic type, you know, everybody wants to be Jordan, everybody wants to be Kobe, and I would assume that – you know, when it comes to hockey, everybody wants to be Sydney or, you know, sure. they want they want to be the fast guy on the ice that can get the shots in, score sure. from anywhere, because um, that's where the, the praise comes in. Mm-hmm. And does it take someone like a Martin Brodeur or Patrick Waugh to, uh, you know, change that position and make kids go, you know what, I want to do that? I, I think they definitely, you have those flash pan moments where you see a save or... Like I was saying yesterday, I just walked into the locker room for my first practice and I saw the pads and I was like, I want them. Mm-hmm. And that's the goalie position calls out to the people it's meant to. We're born, we're born that way. And I don't, sometimes you can inspire that, but it happens usually at a young age where you just see it and you're just, you gravitate towards it. But in terms of like the, the filtering of athletes, that's a, that's a more nuanced question that we can get into uh, as well, because there's obviously the choice of the athlete of which sport do I go into that's going to give me the max thing, and that's different for boys than it is for girls because just straight up we have different considerations in the future than we do at both of those things. So if I'm trying to make the most money and have the least amount of quote-unquote beat up with my body, I probably go baseball, right? Mm-hmm. Um, we're seeing more of a shift in, in different sports just based off of opportunity, be, be that of the talent that the kids are bringing themselves or the lack of space up top. But we're getting better athletes in hockey, and we're getting better athletes in the goaltending position. We talked earlier this week about the larger goalies, um, and specifically Ben Bishop and how his body's broken down a little bit earlier probably than some of his counterparts will who are just a few years younger because he was the one of the first big guys to play the game. And with that or play the position in the way that he did. And with that, he didn't have all of the techniques that had been worked through and then streamlined and then made better because this one hurts your hips a a lot more versus, you know, because it could be the difference of having your knee going straight up versus having it in another two inches. This can be surgery at 30, and this could be surgery never, Rossi. And Mm so with – those types of athletes going in now, you see people getting mad about their scorings down again. The goalie pads are too big. The nets are too small and stuff. And so there's that give and take, that that ebb and flow, the back and forth. And so ultimately, I, I think more and more people are are getting involved in, ho- in hockey than ever before. And because goalie is now more accessible in terms of training, we know how to train them better. Um, whether it's actually accessible and affordable, that's a completely different road. But Again, about the data, about um, just how we can we can catalog everything. That alone will bring in more people that wouldn't have been uh, participating in that sport or that position uh, if it hadn't existed.
and there's no lead to exist. There's about five minutes left in the first period. The Golden Knights and New Jersey Devils are knotted at one apiece. I wish I could do this all day, but we can't because we have to get to a break, (laughs) get to our final segment, and into the darkness and the abyss. So let's get to it. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.